Shalom uh, We're continuing in this discourse of Rav Nosen, Likute Halachot, section Evan Ezer, Hechot Ishut, the laws of marriage, Halacha Gimel, discourse number three. We're now beginning a new paragraph, Seif Lamid Hey, 35. After Rav Nosen has shown us how all the vanities of the world, basically, are called chisronot, lackings, because they emanate from this world, which is emanating from the kola chozer, the second bounced sound of the initial creation of God, creating the world in the vacated space, the hollowed space, and there's the bouncing light and sound wave that that is the creation of this whole world, and everything is hidden because of that. And Rav Nosen tied it in to the beggar, the deaf beggar of the second day of the story, Rav Nachman's story, the thirteenth story, the tale of the thirteen of the seven beggars, the second one who's deaf, that he can really hear, but his ear is considered deaf when it comes to hearing any sounds emanating from people from this world, because all their sounds are just lackings. Okay, so it goes to say that when a Jew does hear the initial voice of God, that's considered completion. So by extension to that, again, that this is one of the powers of the ten types of song, the ten psalms known as Rabbi Nachman's Tikkun, the Tikkun HaKlali, that they help to realign a person, to reconnect, to hear the voice and sound of God. In other words, to be able to strive and thrive, to connect to Hashem, the future world, the real world. And by that, a person doesn't pay attention so much to this world. And by doing that, a person has very little lackings. He feels happy and content and complete in what Hashem has sent him his way, as that's what's needed for him to just to pass through this world while, while gaining the real riches and gains hidden in this world, which is to connect to Hashem from this world, okay? With all that in mind, Rav Nosin now, amazingly, and I really don't know why, he decides to go into the concept and topic of circumcision, Brit Milah, even though these laws do not appear in this section of the Code of Jewish Law of section Evan Ezer, it appears in Yoredea. It could be, like there's a major rule how Rav Nosen works, that incidents happening to him live at the time, he was able to incorporate all of them and put them into the discourses that he was writing at the time. Even though we don't know exact whereabouts as when this discourse, Ishu Talacha Gimel, was given over. I mean, uh, there are books and records that try to record dates, but so far I couldn't find any trace to when this discourse was given. Probably in the, er- the early, eight, uh, the late 1820s, possibly. And possibly Rav Nosen was at a Brit Milah and he decided to discuss and connect the concept of Brit Milah circumcision as it relates to everything we spoke to uh, spoke about until now. So Rav Nosen starts like this, in this section 35. This is the concept of the mitzvah of Brit Milah, of circumcision. This is a mitzvah that sticks out because like the sages teach, in the Gemara, we're going to see coming up, Shabbat, page 130a, that this is one of the mitzvot that the Jews have, re- have accepted upon themselves in joy. As far as Jews may be, this is something that people try very much to do, to make a bris, to make a circumcision, and they do it with happiness. It's a mitzvah that the Jews continue to take upon themselves to do it with joy. You would think the opposite. The poor baby is crying. It's inhumane. How could you cut off a piece of his flesh, etc., etc.? But it's the opposite. The Jewish people 
with joy take this mitzvah because they know of the amazing gains to it. That this is how a Jew enters the fold of Judaism with the circumcision. Okay, like the sages say, that the Jews accepted this mitzvah with joy. Okay, this also ties in because our goal of this lesson is to come to joy by aligning the ten types of song to align any damage caused by a blemished covenant which comes about through sadness and depression. Okay, and like he's saying here, the mitzvah of circumcision is the concept of rectifying the covenant. It's, it's, first of all, it's on the same organ, right? The organ that causes, God forbid, sexual blemishes. We circumcise that organ as if to introduce a child in the fold of holiness before anything happens in life, God forbid. That's the idea of circumcision, circumcising the foreskin. What is the foreskin? Rav Nosen goes into it now. Ki ha'orla humum bechinat chisaron. The foreskin, which is removed at the time of the circumcision, is a blemish. It's considered a mum, a blemish. What is a blemish in our context? It's something which is lacking. A blemish is a lack, is something missing. That's a blemish. Okay, and he explains, but one second, you're removing uh, an or a flesh, you're, you're removing a piece of the child's flesh, not adding. So it's a chisa, so you know you're taking away something that was there. So why are you calling it a lacking? You're making it lacking now, seemingly. Look what he says, Rav Nosim. Because a blemish is considered a lack. Even though, like we said, it seems that you're taking away something which was there. So now it's lacking by removing the foreskin. It says the opposite. So long as the foreskin is on the child's organ, it's considered a lacking. Because he cites Rav Nosim the halacha. It's Allah in the Code of Jewish Law, Section Yoridea. Because it says in Halacha that, if, for example, a human being has an additional limb. He has six fingers instead of five, six toes instead of five toes. Any additional limb that's not supposed to be there is called a blemish, which is a lacking. He's lacking. If a Kohen, for example, had six fingers, he is not allowed to do any sacrificial work in the Holy Temple and is allowed even to do the Duchan. If he has an ex- extra limb, it's considered a mum, a blemish. So it, it goes opposite. He has more flesh, just opposite. It should be considered a lacking, should be considered more complete. He says, no, the fact that it's a blemish, it's not the way it's supposed to, even though it's additional, even though it's additional, it's called a lack. You got that? Reverse psychology. It's an addition. There's more of a person now in the world. He has six fingers. What's wrong? He has three legs. What's wrong? No, that's considered a lack. Because it's considered a blemish. It's not as it's supposed to be. And things are not supposed to be... Things are not the way they're supposed to be. So the functionality is diminished. Even though it seems additional, it's a blemish. Okay? This is the whole idea of the foreskin. Which is an add-on. It's an additional piece. Even though he's created and formed with it, it's additional. And addition, the, uh, the concept of an additional yitron is bechinat motorot. Is the concept of over excess necessities beyond what's necessary in life. Additional food, too much, too much money, too much sexual activity, too much of the ta'avot are called motarot, the same root as yitron, something additional. Aval be'emet, hu chisaron umum. It seems to be an addition, it seems to be more, a plus, 
but in reality it is a lacking and a blemish. Rav Nosen's source for this idea, Kumo Sheperesh Rashi, like Rashi explains on the Bible, in the Chumash, Bereshit, right, chapter 17, verse 1, regarding Avraham, Avraham, where Hashem is now beginning to talk, and, you know, the, not beginning, but necessarily, but the time that now Hashem is incorporating Avraham to be the beginning of the Jewish nation, okay? And after passing several tests, and after having the circumcision, Hashem tells Abraham, The verse reads, Hashem tells Avraham, walk, and, and by the way, Rashi, Rashi brings it down in this week's parsha, Parshat Noach, Hitalech lefanai, Walk before me, you Avraham, walk before me, and be complete. Ve'yetamim. So Rashi says the following words on ve'yetamim. What does it mean to be complete, complete in, in, and solid in front of me, before me? Shekol zman, and this is before the circumcision. This, this verse is, 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 is written in the Torah before he circumcised himself, Avraham. Shekol zman becha because so long as you have the foreskin on you, so long as the foreskin is on your flesh, you are considered uh, uh, an actual being of lacking, of blemish before me. You are balmum. You are not complete in front of me. So long as you have the foreskin, even though I, Hashem, created you with the foreskin, so long as that foreskin is on you, you are categorized as what's called the Baal Mum, a master of a blemish. You have a blemish, your status is blemish before me. And that's not good. And I want you to be tamim, complete, without the foreskin. Rav Nosen explains further, because this is, Kizeu Bechinat Kolam Osiv Gorea. This is the same concept what it says in the Gemara Sanhedrin, and we saw this in Rashi on, on Chava eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that she added that we're not allowed even to touch it. What is Rashi say? Quoting, Rashi says they're quoting this Gemara, Sanhedrin, page 29. This is the same concept as anybody who adds is really diminishing. You can have something addition. What's wrong? It's more. It's plus, it's more money, it's more this, more that. It's really gorea. You're really detracting. You decide, I'm going to have five tzitzit. I'm going to have five species for the lulav, not four. Not the lulav etrog hadasar. I'm going to add a fifth one. By adding, you think, I'm doing more. It's what's wrong. Gorea, there's the rule. Anybody who adds is really detracting. Gorea. klipot. This is the whole idea. And it's even in the name, the term for klipot. Shubechinat klipot. Shenikrain motarot. What is the term of the husks? A husk. It's a peel. There's more fruit here, but it's not more. It's more which is really an excess which is unnecessary. You have to remove the peel. You have to remove the husk. This is the whole idea of the husks, the klipot, which are called motarot. Their, their area of domain is in the over-excesses of, hum- of human humankind, of humanity. What's unnecessary for survival and for living normally. That's called a klipa. Okay, it's an additional force. Additional extension not needed, unnecessary. Shizu Bechinat, and here Rav Nosen goes into a bit of Kabbalah. I excuse, I ask for, for, uh, for forgiveness that I'm not such a master at, in this concept. You can see and pursue it yourself. This is the idea... He says of the Ashte Asar Yeriot Izim Kamuva Kayadua. This is the concept of the eleven sheets 
made from goat skin, which were over the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the desert. As is brought down, you can take a look in the Kabbalah, the right, the Etzchaim of the Arizal, Shar Yud Aleph, Perak Yud, as is known. Again, those who know it. The idea of the Izim, by the way, and Ez is a lot related to the idea of the of the demons, the Shedim. And the 11, the number 11, comes to root, is connected to the 11 fragrances of the Ketoret, which come to subdue evil at its root. Just like you have 10 spherot in holiness, you have combining them also 10 levels, 10 crowns of impurity, asara ketrin dimsavuta, and there's the root of them. Number 11 is the root where the 10 spherot come from, and also number 11 in the impurity is the root of where the 10 crowns of impurity emanate from. So the 10, the 11 sheets of the izim shows that the tabernacle is to rectify and to negate the power of the izim, of the seirim, izim, that's the term for like the a reflection of a demon. It's always the goat is synonymous to, and it's a name also, it's chutzpah, as as like brazen-faced. It's a brazen attitude. That's the idea of the izim, and that the leaven were made sheets over the tabernacle is showing that we have to rectify them. And he says the number 11 is like a motarot. This is deep, obviously, and I, I'm not fluent in this, but in the those who are master of Kabbalah can really f- understand and appreciate this concept much more.